oh my sainted trousers, it's the Doctor Who podcast. is a man that I've called Tim Notshaw. It's facetious, I know, to refer to him as that, and I know you know who I mean. I mean Swarm. But I threw it away and I made fun of him last week, but since then he's played on my mind. I think there's something interesting about this character. In fact, I watched and I enjoyed The War of the Santarans, um, despite not being a massive Santaran fan. But the thing that made me most happy was was his return, and I wasn't expecting it. There were there were flashes of campy brilliance. There are fantastic shoulder pads in a RuPaul style, but he should be spinning around. He should be really giving it some. And then I thought, hang on a sec, it's a six-parter. He's got time to build. We're not used to this time to build, are we? So I did a bit of digging on his character because I was interested now. I wanted to know who was behind the makeup. So my biggest surprise was not who played Swarm, was that two guys played Swarm. So you have a guy who played him when he was incarcerated and then as soon as he was unincarcerated and he sucked up the energy from his incarcerators and became, and I think the line was, renewed... He was played by someone else. Now, why would you go to the trouble of having two actors, employing two actors and paying two actors, a London-born Sam Spruill, who uh, plays uh, Swarm now, and a Matthew Needham, who played him when he was incarcerated, for less than a minute? Why would you go to that trouble? It's piqued my interest. This has the potential to be a massively kooky theory. Yeah, it might just be that um, they needed to give this guy a bit of work. Um, but it seems odd that you would have two characters playing the same character, especially when they're so heavily made up that you would never know. If I had a co-host next to me now, I would perhaps be given some pushback uh, and I would be put in my kooky theory place. And with that in mind, I, I did audition uh, a potential co-host at the weekend. To be honest, between you and me, I don't think he really knew what a podcast was. He kept going on about something called YouTube. You can sit sort of closer, a little bit closer. Okay. And you don't have to shout. That's the important thing to remember. Can we restart? No, you maybe well, we can we can edit this. This is fine. This is not live. Uh, maybe you want to finish the wine gum first, then. Finish the wine gum. Have you finished it? Hi, my name's Jack and you should know me as JNT. I used to be here and I think last time you saw me I was six, but the first show I was on, uh, I dribbled on my dad's shoulder when I was two years old. It was a great time. Great times, dude. 
To select audio navigation, press enter now. So uh, I thought what I could do was ask you some questions, ease you in a little bit. Maybe that would be a good idea. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yes. So some of these questions might be quite difficult. Are you nervous? I don't know. Yes, I think I am, yes. Would it make it easier if I did the questions in a silly voice? Yes. Okay. Who are you? I'm JNT. What's your favourite colour? Blue. Who's your favourite doctor? Oh! <laughs> Has to be Matt Smith. Oh! 11th Doctor fan. What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Is it 2000? <laughs> 2000? I don't know what that means, but it could be right. Uh, what's your favourite Doctor Who bad guy? Oh, I've got to say Daleks, because I've got a, a, a mass collection of Daleks here. If you had to be a flump or a licorice all sort, what would you choose? Flump. Tea bag or coffee? <laughs> coffee. DVD or Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Meg or Jaws? Meg or Jaws. Clara or Amy? Which one's Amy? Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, I'm going to say Amy. Mm, tenth Doctor or Ninth Doctor? Ninth. Shut up, can I? So, on to the business of actually discussing the last episode that you saw, which was... Um, 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 I don't know. Halloween Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First impressions, what did you think? Best, right, okay. When they were hanging upside down, hmm? my impression was when they escaped and kind of did a front flip onto and hung over the bar, uh -huh. and then it was snapping, and then when it snapped, mm -hmm. halfway, when I was... When that happened, I was singing the Harry Potter theme tune. Da na 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 Because it looked like they're on broomsticks. Ah, good point. What did you think to Dan, the new companion? He's a bit weird. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so he seems quite nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Dogman. Dogman. Carbonista. What do you think to him? Well, well, first let's, just, let's go back to Dan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dan, um... He didn't react a lot to the electric fence, or he was like, ah, like that. Almost like he was acting. Do you yeah. think he's a good actor? Not really, because he was all. It was basically like this. Well, so what? Are, what are the main points have you have you thought of that you want to bring up? Because you've obviously got some ideas. You're the youth of today. This is um, the youth. You're the youth of today yeah. and tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, but the day after tomorrow, you're going to be the middle-aged person of today. Of tomorrow, of the day after tomorrow. Wow. Now, now, quick, quick, quick question for the um, Doctor Who fans out there. Hmm? Uh, what does TARDIS stand for? <laughs> Do you know, I think they might know. Oh. <laughs> but it's good that you know. Mm. I mean, that's good. What does it stand for? Time and relatives, dimensions in space. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. remember it from the day he taught me. <laughs> Destroy them. So what was your favourite part about the Halloween apocalypse? Um, um, got to be the part where the Weeping Angels came back because they are... Oh, my first favourite monster. I know I said Daleks, but I forgot about Weeping Angel. You forgot about them, didn't you? Yeah. They're almost like the silence. You forgot about them as well, didn't you? No. Oh, oh, what are them green things called that we used to call the Eggman? 
The Eggman? No, no, but what do you call him? The farting monsters. Oh, uh, the, um, um, the... No, s- no, no! The Slitheen. The Slitheen, yeah, I like them. You like I them? I really like them, yeah. yeah they yeah, never yeah. came back, <laughs> did they? They never came back? No, they're not in the... Um, um, New series. Flux, Flux, the Flux. The Flux, what the Flux? May I have your sonic screwdriver? What do you want me to do? I'd like to try something. Pencil. Ah! There's Weeping Angels, there's Daleks, there's Tardises. Sandmen. Sontarans. Sontarans. Sontarans, sorry. But there's no Zygons. Oh, Zygons would be cool. I know. Maybe there are, we don't know. They're, they're, they're suction cuppers. The only, the, only, yeah. the only thing that we know is that the things that we do know. We don't know about the things that we don't know, do we? Maybe there's some surprises. Zygons re- remind me of dragon. Dragons, yeah. If you had to describe the uh, latest episode of Doctor Who in three words, what would those three words be? Very, very weird. Uh, so this has been me, Listen Fisher, for the Doctor Who podcast, uh, talking to... J&T, uh, one of the most best ten-year-olds on the podcasts series in the world and showing such um, humility and, and modesty with it so this is me Lisa and Fisher saying goodbye and this is me JNT saying goodbye from the BBC podcast Bob Bobcast Bobcast it's not the BBC Bobcast it's just the DWP oh DWD Bobcast no the DWP podcast DWP Bobcast no the Doctor Who podcast the Doctor Who Bobcast. The, and you are most welcome. And you are most welcome. Are you welcome? I think so. We'll see. Bye-bye. See you later, alligator. Howdy, folks. It's Drew from across the Atlantic Ocean, and we are a third of the way through Flux. Hey, looky here. Chibnall has figured out what was missing from Doctor Who. Fun! This felt like proper family fare. Because there was space stuff, and time stuff, and scary stuff, and silly stuff, and doctor stuff. Like last week, there's a lot going on. But now, certain plot threads are becoming... Clearer? I think it'd be really neat if we couldn't see the whole picture until the very last episode. Assuming they stick the landing. I say that a lot. It doesn't make it any less true. I laughed at uh, quite a bit of this one. It's pretty doofy in parts. But it sure beats the over-seriousness that we've been getting in the last few seasons because Chibnall has gone and done what Chibnall does best. Writing companion characters' parents. I mean, has there been a better character on Doctor Who in the last six years than Brian, Rory's dad? No, there hasn't. And Dan's folks, you know what? They're a hoot. And Dan's little walk run uh, was precious. I loved it. You know what this episode gave us? Action figure-worthy characters. So far, there's... There's like five or six characters that you could see as action figures, and maybe Dan's will have a walk. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, it was nice to see the Suntarans again, even if the fact that they all nap at the same time seemed a little silly. But not as silly as General Logan suddenly manifesting enough gunpowder to blow up the fleet of ships. My god, wouldn't it have been amazing if he had been revealed to be a Rutan? 
in disguise. One day, one day the Rutans will return to Doctor Who. Uh, for me, the standouts of this episode, aside from Sarah Powell's Mary Seacord, are Swarm and Azure, the season's big bads. They are Camp AF, and I am here for it. Now, see, I'm assuming that the past encounters with the Doctor that they keep mentioning are referring to some kind of timey-wiminess uh, due to the flux, but I also wonder if the crystals on their faces and the oozing crystals in the TARDIS aren't somehow connected. It's sort of like evil sugar skull versions of Idris. I was getting some real Thanos vibes from that cliffhanger. My final thought this week is please, please don't make Vinder and Yaz a couple, because we've tried that with Mickey and Martha, and that's just not a road worth revisiting. Ah, listen to me all excited for the next episode like I'm some sort of optimist. Well, all that remains is to say, Flux 2, Flux 2, Flux 2, you're cool, and Flux 2, I'm out. One, um, it's Phil and Scott once again, and uh, this week Scott's going to give us his, his opinion on War of the Sontarans. So, Scott, what do you think of this episode then? Uh, I thought it was okay, but I didn't really understand how they stopped them. Which mean, how do they stop them? I mean, in the end, when they stopped the Sontarans from doing whatever they were doing, yeah. it was kind of confusing how they did it because it was basically just blowing them up. Uh, no, it wasn't. That was the soldier who was blowing them up. The doctor's plan was just to um, take away all their like their nutrient stuff that they used to recharge. So that was her plan to make them retreat, and then the soldier, the general, he wanted to blow them up instead for for killing all these men. I wonder why he would do that. I think that's probably a bit evil. Well, it was. Yeah, I think I think that's the. I think that what they're trying to say there is in... Death isn't the answer. Well, death isn't the answer and men are stupid. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Scott says men aren't stupid. So what what did you really like about the episode? Apart from the ending, which you didn't understand, what, what bits did you really like? I really liked the... I think I really enjoyed the um, part where... where well, actually, it was kind of funny with the part when all of the jokes yeah because you really laughed at a lot of things didn't you last night what was it that made you laugh it was the, it was Carbonista wasn't it the dog made yeah. you laugh didn't he he's he got all wet and then he started shaking like an actual dog like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what about um what do you think the, the, the new Sontaran costumes then? I think they look they quite cool. They said it cool. was gold, but it's silver. It is definitely like a metal, more metallic, isn't it? Metal colour. They look old. They, their faces look more deflated. They do, don't they? Do you like them? Do you, prefer, do you, do you like them or do you prefer the, the Sontarans from like Strax type Sontaran? What do you like? I, um, I, think, I think I like the new ones. They look more scarier. Mm. And they're just... The costumes look really cool. All oh, right, okay. I thought, yeah, I thought they looked pretty cool as well. Part, I don't like the. I know it's weird how you never actually saw their prop. Even though I might have missed it, but I don't know what their guns were, but I think they were gold. Oh, I don't know. They just looked better all round, really, didn't they? So, yeah. what do you think of? Um, they all got split up, didn't they? Dan got split up uh, from the Doctor and Yaz, and Yaz got split up on her own, on her own adventure as well with uh, with uh, was it Vinda? 
Spindelinda. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Well, they're they're little bits of the story. Um, I enjoyed Dan's part because it's like sneaking in, actually doing something helpful than in the last one, mm. where it was like, what what is that? Questions, questions, questions. Oh no! Yeah, you had a bigger part to play this week, didn't they? Yeah. And then we hit some. We saw um, what was it? Swarm and Azure. Again, didn't we? The the, yeah. the the scary people and a new one, the passenger, that big one with the mask on. He doesn't even talk. No, he doesn't. I wonder what he's going to do. I'm a passenger going on the bus. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's on the bus. Who knows? But yeah, but they've uh, they've captured um, Vinda and Yaz, haven't they? And it ended on a big cliffhanger. Which oh, was scary. Was it scary? It wasn't such a like normally some characters I don't like. Mm. And actually, some of them, like Yaz, I have actually got a personality. Like what they've brought in it now. Yeah. Just because she didn't have a personality. No, not before. Really. No, not really. She wasn't given much to do before, but now she's given stuff to do, and she's it's all the better for it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So what was so what was the bit you most didn't like? Things you you like the Carvanese of the funny bits, when you know, shaking like a wet dog. So what bits didn't you like? Or like, let's say not what bits you didn't like. What bits did you find scary? Um, none of it. I don't think. No, didn't find any of it scary this week. Nah, it was just no? full of fun jokes. Yes, it was actually. It was fun, wasn't it? And what do you think of the um, the Sontaran ships and the special effects and the CGI? Sontaran ships don't look anything like them. I'm not gonna say I like them because they look. Nothing like them. They've completely changed the design and everything. Uh, well, no, they're actually Sontaran motherships. You're thinking of the little balls, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the balls, the ball-type ships are inside the big ships that they were that they were building. Oh, so, sense. yeah, they're still there. They're still there, the old ones. So do you, do you think we'll see the Sontarans again before the end of the series? Or do you think that's it now? They're done. There might be one big episode when they all get stopped at the same time and like a big cliffhanger. Oh, maybe, maybe in the last episode or something. Yeah. And of course we had, um, this was set in historical times, wasn't it? During the Battle of Sebastopol, the Crimean War. And we saw, who was the famous person we Mary saw? Mary Seacole. Mary Seacole, that's right. We learnt about her, so anyway. So you know about Mary Seacole then? You did, would you learn about her at school or was it just from Horrible Histories? Um, school and Horrible Histories. <laughs> uh, from both, yes, yes. So so I thought she was good. Did you like her as well? I thought yeah. she, she was really good, isn't it? Had lots to do. I don't think I have anything else to say. You don't? No. No, no, no so... No, no, as well as yesterday. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's give it the Scott rating then. So how, how many mm. points out of ten are you going to give this one then? Um... Because last week's one, you gave 6.5 out of 10 for the Halloween mm. Apocalypse. What do you rate rate the War of Sontarans out of 10? I want to go over 10. <laughs> you want to go over 10? 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, there we are. That's good. That's good. Okay, well, that gets a big thumbs up from you this week, then. Yes, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good stuff. Okay, well, that's it from uh, Scott and myself for another week. So, um, let's say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, Brent here again. So Flux Chapter 2, War of the Sontarans. What an awesome episode. To me, this was the best Jodie Whittaker story since Resolution. And more enjoyable than last week's episode. Although I did like last week's episode. I think Chibnall is showing off his strength as a, as a series writer rather than an episode writer. 
because when he does multi-episode stories like Broadchurch, it's fantastic. And now that he's doing it with Doctor Who finally, it's, so far it's been great. I had a few negative points last week, but I have to say the only negative point this week was the music drowning out the dialogue. I mean, it was really bad. I had to keep the captions on, which I don't like doing because then I find myself reading the story rather than watching it. But other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, One notable change for me personally this week from last week was Yaz. I found her incredibly annoying last week, being so pushy and demanding of the doctor and feeling the need to announce that she's a former police officer every week. Uh, And although she did that again this week, (laughs) she felt like a proper companion this time. I like how the team was split up into her and Vendor and Dan and his crazy parents, who reminded me of my own, and the doctor with Mary Seacole, who I'd I'd never heard of, but I did like her. Um, The Santarns were equal parts silly and brutal, as they've always been. There was a mention of Commander Lynx, which made me very happy. Uh, The whole scene with the Mori and the whole platform lighting up whenever Vendor stood on it gave me lots of flashes of modern undead. Especially seeing the Mori all in a circle, looking dead, reminded me a lot of that story. Uh, the CGI effects were still top-notch this week, especially the Santaran ships. They looked incredible. And of course, Carvanista showing up again at the perfect moment to save Dan. And they they continue to rib on each other, but you can kind of tell that they like each other. So, uh, By the way, Carvanista is the spinning image of my little Yorkie, so that's kind of weird to see my dog on screen fighting Santarans. And lastly, the cliffhanger. Wow. That was really, really good. Uh, that's two great ones in a row. It's almost like Chibnall wrote the cliffhanger first and then worked his way up to it. It just felt so perfect. And so uh, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like it was, oh, wait, we got to end this. Let's do something like it's like it was there the whole time, uh, if you know what I mean. This series really feels like a classic six-parter. So I'm very pleased. And I can't wait till next week when I'll be part of the Flashcast very soon after Episode 3 airs. So, see you then.
Oh, God.